0: Hi, everyone. It is Marilyn Lauria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? And this is a stories episode. And what is a stories episode? Stories episode is when I get to tell you what's been going on in my life and teach you some things through my stories and just really reveal to you everything that's happening in a really um, productive way, vulnerable way, transparent way, so that um, what I help you with, through my experiences and hopefully motivate you into whatever you want to be motivated into. I had no intro planned, so that was the intro and I'm not going to re-record this because I started recording a couple of times already and I'm like, oh not doing it. gonna let it go live. So today we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you some uh, things that have happened to me, some vulnerable stories. And I want to take you on a bit of a journey in your own life. And there are going to be certain things that I ask you to think about. And I'm going to give you a couple of tools and techniques around audience, And because um, this is what I'm teaching in next level living right now is audience, clear hearing. And I think that this is, I'm going to change that. I know this is going to be very beneficial to you because the way that my guides teach through me is very creative and in ways that help you to think out of the box so that you're not getting stuck in doubt and you live in imagination, which is where your guides are and where they want to communicate to you. So before we move on, um, I am doing the SAS experience. So if you are interested in joining the SAS experience, go to joinsass.com. It's new and improved. It's really incredible. And we also have a couple of bonuses that are really amazing live bonuses. So the SAS experience is an evergreen experience where you go through the SAS pillar system. Great homework, really short videos, actionable steps. I've taken hundreds of people. I don't know how many people through it. And they have quick um, results right away. And then there's um, I'm, I'm, this because the podcast is evergreen. Just go to the page and see what the bonus is. But the bonus I'm offering right now as I record this, it's killer. It's really freaking good it's a genius call. So go check that out. And uh, I hope you join us because I know that you will love it. Okay. going to start this story with a few weeks ago, and um, we'll see how I get through this particular story. And I have to tell it in a way that mm, I don't know how I'm going to tell it. <sighs> so I had a client and um, this client was a student of mine, for many years. So I knew her pretty well. And if you're watching me on video, I'm, I don't know if it, we're really not putting the videos on um, YouTube right now because I'm shifting that too. But anyway, so I'm going to try to stay focused. I had a client and uh, she was amazing, absolutely beautiful, phenomenal person. And she had contacted me over a year and a half ago, I believe. I don't know time. Timing is how many people are for with timing right now. And I mean for it's like literally you're losing hours or days. You're like, what, what day is it? Huh? Yesterday I was like, it's 10 30. How the heck is it? 10 30 AM. So um, I don't know the exact moment in time, but she contacted me because she was sick and she wanted to talk to me. And um, so we were playing kind of like a phone tag, messenger tag type of thing. And we never really, we didn't communicate or uh, get into contact and um we were in contact via Messenger, Facebook Messenger, and other things, you know, through Facebook and stuff like that. And then she reached out to me and asked me if I would do a reading with her. And I believe this is the f- first time we spoke. I'm trying to remember if I spoke to her before that, but I think it's probably not an important detail for the story so um i was like yes of course i'll do a reading for you and um i knew that she was in um towards the end of her life we'll just i, I can't remember what it's called palatable care or something i can't remember all of you are probably like "It's not you're saying it out loud and i'm like yeah i can't recall what it's called and so um i did a reading for her and it was, I don't remember the reading. I just remember it was a really fascinating, interesting experience because here I was reading someone who knew their time on earth was pretty much coming to an end. And there were specific questions that she had. And she was a very advanced, beautiful, what a beautiful, beautiful soul. So um, I gave her a lot of insights in that reading about how to tie up loose ends and um, At least that was my experience of it from her questions. And I asked if I could tell the story of my experience with her. And she said, of course. And um, so that's why I'm sharing it now. So we did the reading. And then uh, I think it was a couple of weeks later, she had contacted me and asked me if she, um, if what, what happens when you pass? That's a really big question, right? So I was like, okay. It was on Facebook Messenger, you know, like talk about in-depth conversations happening in Facebook Messenger. And I was like, OK, just give me a few days to get back to you on this one. And I did a recording for her and I shared with her what my experience of it is. Now, I'm still here. Right. Um, this is what I know to be true for today. And I don't know when that'll change or if it'll change. And I ask invite all of you to think about this question, because. In the same uh, regard, somebody was asking me recently what I thought happened after we left and how that affects how we live today. And I think it has a big effect on how we live today because depending on what we believe happens in the afterlife, it's affecting your life in the way that you're living it, right? So if you believe in reincarnation and that you're going to have to come back and repeat certain things if you don't get through them, then you're going to work your butt off to get through them. If you believe you're working out karmic energy from past lives and um, you're just kind of stuck with it, you're going to have a different belief system with that. So mine is that we all go into this different consciousness. The consciousness is pretty much our soul to some degree, and we elevate as we work through the different levels of consciousness on the other side. So I believe that our work continues on. It's not the same that it is on this earth plane. If you're listening to my podcast from the earth plane, because who knows where you're at? Um, so the people on the earth plane who are listening to this right now, I believe that when we leave earth, depending on what our belief system was on the earth plane, it carries with us for a little bit and into the consciousness. So the reason why I say that is because I was, um, listening a long time. I was studying near-death experiences and what people went through and my awareness of them. And of course I didn't study every single near-death experience out there. But my observation of near-death experiences, once people that had really spiritual beliefs, they felt they went to heaven or they went into the light right away. People who weren't sure what they believed, they went into dark and light. And it wasn't like some people describe the darkness as scary. Some people describe it as just nothing. It's just okay. So I'm like, hmm, those who believed in heaven, they seem to, in the initial um, experience of the near-death experience, they seem to meet God, Jesus, they're in heaven and others who struggle with it. They seem to really be like swirling around. So that really makes me believe that there's a consciousness level that we go through as we pass on. And then I believe that our consciousness continues to elevate in different areas in ways that we can't really understand because our consciousness may not be fully, um, Uh, I don't know, open to it yet, or we're educating ourselves on it. I believe it's available to us to learn. So those are the different reasons, the feelings that I have. Now, another near-death book that I read where the brother, it wasn't a near-death experience, actually the brother passed and he was communicating to his sister. And I can't remember the name of the book, but I think it's Billy Fingers or something. He was, um, he struggled on earth with, I believe it was drugs and his consciousness seemed to elevate pretty quickly. But the, the conversation, which is fine with me, because who knows what his belief system was, even as he struggled with drugs. I don't know what his belief system was. So and it, it seemed to me that in that book, that was the last of his incarnations. So my belief system is that the more conscious we become on the earth plane, the more our experience is elevated on the other side. And then we continue to elevate at a very accelerated pace, more accelerated than the earth plane, because we have different type of assistance. We also are not in a physical body and we are not attached to certain things like we are on the earth plane. So it gives more room and space for us to elevate quicker. So um, but my experience and what I feel is it's nothing to be afraid of. But if you're a fear-based person, I don't know what your initial experience is going to be. But my answer to my client was that um, I feel it's very peaceful. And I also felt into who was already there on the other side, ready to receive her. So I would love to give this piece of the story and I have to feel this out. Okay. Okay. So she was at the end of her death, the end of her time here. And she asked me to hold space for her at a particular time. That's all I'm going to say about it. And at the particular time she asked me to hold space for her, I had to be on the tennis court. And I was like, I can't be driving in my car and pull over at that specific time and hold space for her. I just can't do that. I don't want to do that. So I texted my tennis partner and I let the person know what was going on because I knew he, the person would give me a lot of crap, a lot of shit for not like, Oh, you're changing the time again, you know? Um, Cause I'm, you know, it's been friggin' busy this year. And so I said, I need to uh, come later. And I told him the time and I said, but this is the reason why. And I shared the reason. The text I got back was three forty five is fine. Okay, if you could only see my face on video, I'm like, huh? Now this is somebody I'm friend friendly with, I was like, no response to what I just shared. This vulnerable experience of somebody I care about is transitioning, and I'm asked to hold space for them. The text back is just three forty-five. Hmm. Okay. And if this person is listening to my podcast, you can now hear my experience of it. So I was talking to my therapist after that happened. And she said, how do you feel about that? I said, well, it's just par for the course because I'm used to it here. Um, I've had experiences in this particular location that I'm living in where I have, uh, my father died while I lived here and I didn't know many people. And when I revealed, same person, my father died, no response. Um, my cat died, barely a response. And th- th- this person's not the only person. It was other people too. I was at emergency once and my cat was at emergency and I knew he wasn't going to make it because I was told. And the person texted me, another person texted me and said, Hey, do you wanna, you know, get a bite to eat? And I said, Well, I'm at an emergency with my cat right now. Um, and the person the response was, Oh shit. So I've never met so many emotionally defunct people in my life. And you have to wonder what that's about, right? Another response, another time I was on a tennis court with this particular person um, and another person, and I found out my ex, who I lived with, died. And I sat down on the bench and started crying. And they were like, what's going on? And I told them, they went, oh, sorry. Pause. Do you hear my Pause. And I'm like, what the F is wrong with these fucking people I'm trying not to curse anymore? So anyway, my therapist was like, how do you feel about it? And I was like, I'm fine. It's fine. I don't care. So the next day when I had to hold the space, I wasn't fine. I was pissed, really pissed. And I was really sad. And I was driving after I held space. I was driving to the tennis court and I was listening to a message from one of my, um, Students who used to be a coach of mine um, uh, in next level living and they knew what was going on. And I, she was just sharing, you know, compassion towards me as I, as I was going through this, like I wasn't going through anything. I was holding space for a client, but it was very sad. Oh, the, the 24 hours leading up to knowing I was holding that space. I was like, wow, what's it like to know these are the last 24 hours of your life. What is it like to know that, this is the last meal you're going to eat. This is the last time you're going to see a sunrise. This is the last time you're going to see um, the moon, like at least on this earth plane. So that was in my mind for quite a few days, like that experience of it. So by the time it finally happens and I was heading to the tennis court, I couldn't be in the emotions of it. I chose not to be in the emotions of it. And uh, so I couldn't even really listen to the, the message from um, my student in Next Level Living my, who, um, because I was like, I, I can't go there. I have to remain pretty stable because I was going to a match too. It wasn't just a fun tennis game. And as I was driving there, I went, this is very indicative of my life. I tend to choose people who can't give me emotionally what I need, who can't be there for me emotionally, but I'm always there for them emotionally always holding space for them, but they're not there for me. And in that moment, as I was driving to the tennis court, I decided never again. I will never allow people in my life again who can't hold space for me emotionally. I'm done with it. And it was a big realization. And I went through and thinking about my family, how they couldn't hold emotional space for me and friends that I've had for over 40 years. I was on a call last night with a friend and I said, I'm going through a really difficult time. Not once did they ask me, what are you going through? Who does that? I don't understand it. Now, maybe many people do do that. Not people I want to hang out with. Another time, I there was a guy I knew and we were at a fair in my town and we ran into each other and he was like, how you doing? I said, well, I'm kind of sad. My ex died. And he's like, yeah, I saw that on social media. No comment. Nothing after that. I'm sorry. That's fucked up. And that's not who I want to hang out with. And I remember saying it to a really good friend of mine who's an intuitive. And she said, well, maybe he can't hold the emotional space. It doesn't make it okay. I'm sorry. I'm done. So I was driving and I was going through like all these different scenarios in my mind and all these different people. And I went, it's not okay anymore. I'm done with it. And I arrived at the tennis court and that person was late. So I made sure I got there at a certain time so we could warm up because we had a match and that person was late. And I'm just fuming a little bit more. And then um they arrive and I was like, you're late. And they're like, oh, you'll never believe what happened to me. And they tell me their story. And I'm like, wow, well, at this point, I'm when when I get to this point with uh people, I'm done. And I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. It wasn't even, it was something that they witnessed. And yes, it was a sad story and I could see, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to give anymore. It's reciprocal, unless it's reciprocal. I'm done. So we um, played our match and I've pretty much been done. And it's not to say that I can't play tennis with this person, but we were developing a friendship and that's done. And you may wonder why I didn't choose to have this conversation with the person. It's not worth it to me. I've been through enough of these experiences in my life to know when that conversation needs to happen and when that conversation doesn't need to happen. And there's something that happens inside of me that I I can give a lot. I can hold a lot. And then there comes a time when it's the last straw that breaks the camel's back. It's the last thing that pushes me over the line and I'm done and there's no going back. My boundary is drawn. I also take the relationship um, into consideration when I get to this place and I decide whether or not to continue on with the person. And many times I don't. If it's a really, really good friend and I feel that it's time to have a conversation, I will. But the bigger thing for me was recognizing that I am no longer going to communicate or even choose people to have in my life that can't hold emotional space for me. And this, I'm sure a lot of you relate to this. I went to a party this past Sunday and I I had actually a nice time. I had a lot of great conversations. Well, I'm not gonna say I had great conversations. I had conversations with people mainly because I ask a ton of questions. So every single person that I had one-on-one time with I was very focused on them and very, and asking a lot of questions about whatever thing they revealed to me. And I was learning a lot of stuff from different people. And I'm amazed what stories people will share because I never would. I would never, in in a way, it's kind of a comfort zone for me that people don't turn around and ask me more about myself in those particular situations. It wasn't like an intimate party. It was like, you know, a party with, I'm not going to get into this particulars about it. So, but nobody turned around and said, "Seth, what about you? What, what are you doing? What's going on with you? That's typical story of my life. Now I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. I set it up that way, but the people that I choose to have and that party, I chose to do it that way too. would, like I said, I would have not revealed. So in my way, I went into there. I had a great time. I had great conversations. And it was funny how the conversa- every conversation would come to a natural end because somebody else would enter in. And then I'd start conversing with that person. And the other person would go away. And, I'd, and and they were all interesting conversations. So I was like, what? but I don't understand. How does that work? Da, 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 da. And then my two hours were up and I was done. And um, so I kind of do it that way. I do it partic- purposely that way. I'm actually much more private than you would think podcast is kind of comfortable for me to tell stories because you're not sitting in front of me. Um, But at intimate gatherings, intimate settings, I'm kind of private, believe it or not. Um, I kind of keep things close to the vest. So, but what I've learned most importantly about this particular situation is I am not letting people in my life any longer on an intimate level unless they can hold emotional space for me. So I'm at a period where a lot of you I know are, and I haven't been at a place like this in a very long time in my life where I'm releasing a lot of friendships, a lot of friendships, even business um, friendships. Um, my whole team has changed. I have a whole new team, um, personal friends that I've had for like over 40 years, I'm um, releasing. And I'm going to tell you a cord releasing thing that they gave me, um, just different people. I'm just done. And it feels really good. Now, some of it, I sit there and I go, actually, I don't really care that we've known each other for over 40 years any longer, because what purpose is it serving? We have no common ground. So the person I spoke to yesterday that, like when I said I had having a difficult time and not once was there a question of, oh, what's going on? We had an actually decent conversation. We found common ground on something else. But still, it's not okay for me anymore. So I don't need to push these particular people out of my life. Think of them like family. You're not going to push certain family members out of your life completely because you do love them. You have history with them. You care about them. But I'm not going to, they, they, already we don't talk as much as we used to and we don't need to talk that much at all. And I'll tell you the biggest thing that's happening to me and I'll tell you about the chords thing. I'm no longer needy and I'll tell you why. So when I was growing up, my family was so horrific that I needed friends so desperately because I had to escape my family and my friends became my family. So there was a need inside of me that was very unhealthy. And luckily for me, I landed on some really great friends when I turned 13. And then when I went away to college, I landed on some really phenomenal friends. And these are the people I'm talking about today. We're just not growing at the same. And I'm not going to say that they're any less than me because they're not. We're just growing in different ways. So that's what I'm going to say. We're growing in different ways. But what I've learned recently is that I'm no longer needy. I no longer need those relationships because I have my guides and my guides and I, we've been talking every single day. I think I missed last Sunday because I had to get up super early and go someplace. And then I was busy the whole day and night, but we talk now All the time, I go into a channel session because they would asked me to do that. And I complied. (laughs) I put kicking and screaming for a little bit, but I complied. And it has been unbelievably amazing to me how much they've supported me and helped me and solutions they give me, how much they help me problem solve. So I'm not forgetting the tips and techniques I'm going to give you. I'm going to give them to you soon. So much so that I've stopped therapy because as much as i loved the therapist i thought she was great i didn't have a problem with her i found that i didn't need it that i was having breakthroughs with her but what she was doing what she was doing was really great she was asking me questions my guides asked me questions and she had actually i shared one of the questions my guides had asked me and she said wow that's really good and it was the it was our pretty much i think it was our last session actually and i was like yeah That's why I think therapy is amazing, by the way, for those of you who feel you need it. I I really, if you get a great therapist, she was a great therapist and I may go back to her one day. If you get a great therapist, you're really lucky. It's really good. And she was a Jungian therapist, which I think is really great for sensitives like us. But I noticed that um, my guides asked me absolutely incredible questions. She asked her, she was an incredible listener. She listened on multiple levels and uh, asked questions and they do the same talk to your guides every single day, it's going to change your life, absolutely change your life. So I was talking with my guides and they showed me this, um, they showed me, think about, so when I do meditation, right, and I, I teach people cord meditation to open up to their guides and I'm not going to go through that cord meditation, but basically there's a cord going from your first chakra all the way down to the center of the earth. And we do different things with that cord meditation. And I'm not going to, like I said, get into it. But they showed me that cord meditation that had branching out of the threads that was attached to different uh, parts of my physical body. And they started untake, taking the threads off of my body. So they were loosening the threads. And what those threads represented was past beliefs, relationships I needed to let go of, experiences I needed to let go of. Um, truths I thought were truths that I needed to let go of, anything that wasn't providing me with um, a foundation for where I'm moving to. It was an old matrix, if you want to think about it that way. They were detaching it, and the cord was falling away and going to Mother Earth, who was burning it, and I no longer needed it. So I didn't need to get into every piece and every thread, because think of it as like a vein that is... um, spreading out to all different parts. One might be attached to your heart. One might be attached to your underarm. We've learned about underarms being, you didn't learn about this. We talked about this in Next Level Living. The underarm is actually another portal, another axis, another way in, another way out. Um, There's all these different things. So it could attach, it could attach to your kidney, it could attach to your stomach, it could attach to your, you know, rib, whatever it is. And your guides can literally unattach it. And then see the cord being pulled out and all those attachments get pulled out with it. And then you're free. Now, you may have to do it a few times or you may be like, well, what if I don't know my attachments? You don't need to know them. And I'll tell you how you know your attachments. Things you um, think about obsessively. Things you try to figure out obsessively. Things you can't forgive yourself for. Things you lament over. Conversations you replay in your head, those are all those threads that need to go. So when they gave did that for me, I was like, all of a sudden there was like this new physical experience for myself and I was like, wait a second, I don't need to walk this physical world the way I've been walking it because what's been showing up is not true anyway. And what has been in my physical world has been, a a manifestation based on past experiences, past beliefs, past truths that no longer serve me. But I don't need to do all this work. I don't need to do all this meditation to figure out what it is. All I need to do is focus on the new, see those threads being torn away, gone forever. And then I'm walking in the new. So how do you walk in the new? You You focus in on what it is you desire to create without being attached to it. Attachment is one of the things, it's a deadly thing. You don't want to be attached to things. You want to do it like, so so um, let's talk about my move, right? And as I'm recording this on uh, October 19th, I'm recording this 2022. So my move is getting super clear to me. Um, mainly what they said to me after, especially after that party, because I was like, oh, connection. I like connection. But Spirit's like, and I was thinking, oh, like I moved up here for community. Well, certainly didn't get that. (laughs) And Spirit said to me, we don't want you moving for community. We want you moving for lifestyle. That was a big aha for me on Sunday. And I went, I understand that. Because when I come home from, so let me just do this little road, you know, I'm like a roadmap, right? So sometimes I take detours and the detours are important because you're in a synchronistic journey with me right now. So on a lot of times I come back from tennis around, you know, 1130, 1231 o'clock, and I have my whole day ahead of me. And spirit says to me very often, if you weren't living here, what would you be doing with your day? Do it now. And part of, um, what I would be doing is what I do do. Right. But part of what I'd be doing is I miss not having a backyard. I miss not being able to sit out my backyard. When I lived in LA, I had a small backyard, but a beautiful backyard. I made it absolutely gorgeous. And I miss being out there. This backyard is a downslope backyard. It's open to other people. You know, people can walk by and, um, I don't like that. I like privacy. I'm a private person. Um, Do I mind it? No, I'm super grateful for it. So grateful for it. But I know the lifestyle I want to live. So you start focusing in. I will literally walk with my dogs. You have to know where you're walking so you don't hurt yourself. And I will visualize the lifestyle I'm desiring as if I'm doing it, as if I'm doing it when I'm walking the dogs. I do this a lot. If you go on a trail that you know the trail really well, because I want people to be super careful, I've been doing this for a very long time. So I can be in this world and in another world at the same exact time. And I'm sure a lot of you can, right? So I can be in this world and another world at the same exact time and visualize the new world as I'm walking in this world. And that's a way to do it. Another way you could do it is just have an image, a picture of it in your head and walk on the earth or do the dishes or whatever you have to pay attention to, but go to the snapshot every now and then. Now, the detachment part is, it's either this or something greater for my highest good coming to me now. That's it. You have to trust that what spirit has for you is so much greater than you can even imagine because you're still imagining with limitation. You're imagining from your experience thus far. No matter how expansive we are as thinkers, conscious people, believers, well, I think some people can actually just um, um, imagine great. Like I said, I can you know walk two worlds at the same time. You can do it. You can do it. When I say things like that, I'm never like, oh my goodness, guys, I'm so much better than you. Like I am so not that frigging person. I don't adopt that behavior. I don't believe in that crap. I believe that everybody has access to everything. So you don't want to be attached. So when I was walking in the new world, I've been thinking about my lifestyle, all of a sudden. You know, then the next day I'm like, hmm, I'm going to look at this one area where I'm thinking about moving. Then I start looking at pictures of houses, which is a big thing for me, like looking at what the house real estate market is like. And there it was, there was the house that had the lifestyle. And not that I'm going to purchase that house, but it it anchored into a truth for me. So try the threads thing. And what the thread thing thing did for me is when I started lamenting over a conversation, like somebody pissed me off or triggered me, I was able to let go of it. I'm like, that's not helping me any. That's a thread that wants to get attached. That's a habit that I used to have me going over it in my head. A million times does nothing for me. So let it go. Okay. So the, I was going to share, let me see if there was something else I was going to share. I'll just keep talking. And then there is something else I want to share about Claire audience, Claire hearing. Okay. There it is. Um, the other thing I've been doing is, and I just taught this in next level living. We're doing clear audience this month, clear hearing. And if you join next level living, if you want to know about next level living, go to com forward slash next it's application only at this point when I'm um, recording this, I don't know when you'll be listening to this. Uh, so check it out. Um, and we will, no matter when you join, you still get those. You don't get the past lessons. You get a live lesson. Cause I'm channeling and teaching it as it comes through me. So, You'll, you'll read how it works. And if you have any questions, you can email me at care at marilynalori.com. So we've been going over clear audience, clear, uh, clear hearing, and I spoke to them today. So somebody asked me how, if if they've struggled with speaking their truth out loud because they t- were told that they weren't allowed to speak, you know, when we were younger, you don't know what you're saying, no credibility, how do you, how do you use your audience to open up more to your truth. And I said, Oh, that's a great question. Really what it is, is your what you do is you want to be in your throat chakra a lot. You want to speak out loud a lot. You want to watch the vibration of your, like right now when I'm speaking, I'm touching my throat and I'm feeling the vibration of my words as I speak them out loud. I want to own that. I want to go into the visualization of my throat chakra and I want to speak out loud and see myself standing in the center of my throat chakra as I'm speaking out loud, owning my truth, owning my experience. I want to watch the words leave my mouth and come back into my physical being, owning my truth, owning what I'm saying. So I gave her a lot of things to do, and I will—I um, don't remember them all now because in the moment I'm channeling and spirits coming through me with the things. But what I want, I'm going to give you a couple of things now that new since then that came up. One of them is put your hands over your mouth and speak your truth into your hands. Then t- cup that energy, and you can put it into your heart. You can put it over your ears so that you only hear your truth. You can, you can do whatever you want. You can put it, your palms out into the world and say, this is my truth out into the world. So I'll do that again. You put your palms, you cup your mouth, your nose, and you speak into the palm of your hands. I am an incredible medium who channels wonderful information from my guides that helps millions of people. And then I'm going to put that in my heart. I'm going to put that in my ears because I'm hearing it and I'm putting it out into the world, putting my palms out into the world. You could do all three. Really what I'm teaching everybody is how to own your own personal instrument, how to own your personal self. People think that the techniques and tools that you need to learn, oh, I'm not doing it right. I'm not hearing right. I'm not seeing right. I'm not feeling right. It's because you're getting trapped in programming. What you want to do is be able to take the techniques and tools and make them your own and really get into com- intimate conversation with yourself about the technique and tool and how it works for you. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. End of story. Move to something else. It's not that you're doing it wrong. There's no, you know, I, th- I think like when I was like studying with a few people I've studied with, and the one person who was like a famous medium was like, You're wrong. No, no, no. I didn't get up there, I didn't go near him after I saw the way he behaved. Um, that's bull. That is friggin' bull. And I I saw it in the moment. It was in the early stages of my career, and I was like, "You're shutting this person down. They are getting information. They were reading me. My ex came into the room, not the ex. Just that one, another ex. I have a few exes that are dead. I didn't do it. I would have wanted to do it when we broke up, but I didn't do it. I'm gonna wait. You believe? Anyway, so you want to find what works for you. And I'm a big, big believer in giving tons of techniques and tools and then finding what works for you. And what I love about my guides is in the moment, like when that one client was asking how to be in the truth of her voice and I gave her a bunch and I actually um, started that conversation because I want to be able to um, do some reels about it or teach it because it was really good. It's not me, it's them coming through me and they know how to meet you on your path where you're at and teach you specifically for you that speaks to your soul. So do that, do that exercise. Another thing I want you to start doing is deciding what you want to be, okay? So I've been talking to spirit. I've been in a, a accelerated personal development stage where I am really doing a lot of personal development with myself. Now, recording this, I'm going to say the day because there's weird things happening with time. So i'm recording this october 19 2022 and um i've been really doing that and with those um personal developments some of what i do at night is i pray still i have prayer cards um i love the saints so i do prayers to the saints and then i usually go into a meditation Meditations are different because when I meditate with my guides, I'm either channeling or they're giving me a guided journey, taking me somewhere. They've been taking me into caves recently. Caves are really magical. Um, They, but at night, what I do is I might put something on on YouTube that I like the sounds of it, um, and I go, or I might do a mantra and play the mantra, or I might say a mantra, and I allow them to unfold the visuals for me. So I don't dictate the visuals. Oh, I want to see this, I want to visualize that. Instead, I have a, I'm just connected with them and I allow them to unfold the visuals for me. And they will take me places in practical, practical places that they want me to own in my physical being. So that might be, these aren't the practical places because I my my stuff is very intimate to me, just like I don't give my guides names, I, they're very intimate to me. But one of those practical places may be at a book signing or something, which is definitely something, you know, one day, um, one of those practical places and getting, re- I'm preparing a retreat with two other powerful teachers that we're going to be doing in October of 2023. If you're not on my list, get on my list at marilinalaurie.com. So, um, so I've been visualizing, they've been showing me that they showed me something with that, that I wasn't even thinking of. And I was like, holy moly, man. So they will show you so much more if you allow them to reveal it to you. So you you may be like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know, Marilyn, show me, God darn it. So here, this is what you would do. You would get into prayer. You could play some background, beautiful sounds. You would close your eyes and you would come up with one image of something you desire or a desire. You wanna author a book. You wanna be speaking on stages. You want to have your entire online program done. You have one image you work with and then you just breathe into that image, breathe into your being and allow them to show you. And they may not show you another because I've been doing this for years. So don't compare yourself to my experience. You may happen right away. You may not see anything. You may see color. The image may start moving a bit. Focus on your breath. Focus on your intention. As soon as you're like, I'm getting this, it's not working for me. Get the frig out of there. You don't have no business being there. How do you know what's working for you or not? You don't know what your guides, how they want to teach you. Maybe they may just want you to have focus on that one image on one chair. Get your mental shit out of there. So you just focus on the image with your eyes closed and everybody do it right now. If you're walking, driving, please don't do this. I know a lot of my um, um, community tell me they, they pull over and they make notes. So this is a moment to pull over in the car. Close your eyes. Think about something you desire. See the image of it. Feel the image of it. Smile. And just breathe into that image. And just notice what happens. Just notice your breath. Where are they taking you now you may just you can open your eyes you may just see a color they may have taken you someplace like mine i can see it but i was seeing empty metal chairs for some weird reason and it didn't bother me i didn't like wait where are all the people i don't have people i didn't get into any of that crap i, don't, I know my guides well enough and then they were showing me some darkness like just like a tunnel and they were just letting me be in the experience, the infinite experience of it. You can't get infinite solution, like which is bottomless, if you're sitting worried that you're doing it wrong every step of the way. You're not doing it wrong if you're doing it. Doing it is all of it. So do that. Try that. See what happens. So I was sharing with you the declarations, which is super important. So I've been praying and stuff and I've been doing this and, um, been allowing them to reveal to me what they want to reveal to me wh- while taking action. I'm not one of these people that's, uh, and I'm tired of this. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm tired of those of you who say, I want to do such and such. And you sit back and you friggin' wait, stop it already. Waiting until, uh, you know, I am in a time of recording this October 9th, 2022. I have a thing with that right now. And maybe I'll do a whole thing on time. I am in such an experience in my physical life right now that if I allowed that to play out in my physical being, I would not be here recording this with you. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. No, I know that that's just moving information. That is just moving me into another arena. So, those of you who are like, I have to get through this, I have to get through that, I have to wait till this happens. Get rid of that crap. It's holding you back. You're always going to be waiting. You're always going to be waiting till something happens. Do get into action today. And it's meditation is not enough. It is not enough for those of the people I hear. Oh, I've been meditating with Mike. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm meditating with my guides. That's not enough. Everything my guides give me, I then put into action. So we've been sitting there, my guides, and I'm sorry, I'm a little angry about this. And you're hearing it because I'm triggered by people that I care about and seeing them in the same place for so many years. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of that place. Now, so I'm sitting there. So I do these meditations, right? And then information just drops in. And a lot of times information will drop in while you're sleeping. Um, or it'll drop in the minute you wake up in the morning or it'll drop in at night. My guides will be like, go to this, go to YouTube now. And then watch this video. And I'll be like, holy moly, that was exactly it. Um, so I was doing this with them and I'm in this new place of deciding who I am. It's not, I am an author. It's, I am deciding. I am deciding to be an author. I am deciding to be abundant. I am abundant. I'm just, wait, I decided I have decided. Oh my goodness. I'm losing it with you guys. I just did the whole thing with my next level living people. Let me get into it. I am deciding to be abundant. I am deciding to be, to affect millions of lives. I am deciding to do it. I have decided to be this It is not even an I am statement. I have decided. So I was sitting there thinking about this. Maybe if I go into the story, it'll come out even clearer. And I was talking to God and I was like, okay, I am deciding to be seen and heard. That's a big one for me. I'm deciding not to hold back anymore. I'm deciding to, and then this came out of my mouth, to own my mediumship abilities. I was like, what? And I'll tell you why I say what. Because that is a part of me, and I'm talking mediumship ability, not channeling mediumship ability, deceased loved ones. Because that was a part of me I tucked away and hid for a very long time. Because when I came out of the gate, these abilities opened for me, and this is not ego, I was fucking good. Really good. Like crazy good. And it made people around me uncomfortable. Because I was in classes then too. And I could feel the envy. I could feel the, um, the feelings of other people. And so I dimmed my friggin' light. I was like, a, and I didn't want to compete. I'm not into this competition. I'll compete with myself, but I don't like competing with people. And when people compete with me, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Get, you, know, you can have it. So I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. And I came out of my mouth. I was like, I'm deciding to be a, the incredible medium I am the incredible medium and channeler that I am. And when you decide to be it, it takes on a different energy. Can you feel it already? Say something right now. Like I was just doing this with Next Level Living and I was going through some of the students in there and I was going through what they were deciding to be to help them formulate what it is for them. And when you come from that place, it's not, and I have nothing against the I am statement because I think it's very popular and good and but I think we've grown to another consciousness with it and I think the so this is my problem with mass consciousness of communication of people of things. people get stuck on the energy of something therefore the consciousness for that particular thing doesn't grow. like somebody was sharing in the SAS experience how they wanted to paint a picture of a deity and I think I'm saying that right deity deity. And um, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Who cares? I remember I said it wrong once, and somebody's like, You're saying that wrong. And then I remembered how to, I learned how to say it. And now who knows? But I think you all know what I'm talking about. And she was like, I didn't feel I could do it justice. And I was like, Oh, you could probably do it even more justice because there's a different consciousness that wants to come through you in that painting and wants to be shared with the world. Now, I'm not saying which one it was because I really respect cultures and different spiritual beliefs, but say I was to paint a picture of Jesus. I can say that because I'm Catholic. I was Catholic. Maybe Jesus has a consciousness that wants to come through me that has yet to be revealed in that painting. I've been reading a little bit of A Course in Miracles lately and, and then, then I have the Bible thumpers in my family and it's fascinating to me, the limited, con- this is my opinion, limited consciousness that can come through. And then you look at A Course in Miracles and it was like, you know, it's it's way above, it's time. And then there's living text. You can read uh, the I Am Discourses. You can read, I think, I feel like Wayne Dyer, some of his texts that I go back and read. And I'm like, that's living text. Um, think about uh, certain kinds of cards, So if, so I feel the, I am statement can go, it could be the, I am statement, but it's got to go to a whole other level. I feel like it got complacent. People felt like if they said it, it was enough. Now that might be my experience of it. And I'm willing to accept that, but you're listening to my podcast. So you're hearing my opinions, right? But I I'm open to, you know, if you're having a different experience of that, "Mm, good. I love it. So I am deciding to be, I am deciding, I have to get back into the space and the energy. See, it takes me a while. It's like, I am deciding to be this incredible channeler that I am. I'm deciding to share this, my guides information with as many people that want to hear it and even more. And it gets me out of this, like, oh my goodness, I got to get it right or wrong or oh my goodness. And it gets me into this very powerful, infinite experience, this energy, this consciousness, and that opens doors. And what happened for me is, so I've been doing this, solution drops in. Um, I I hold a whole different space and a different energy and I go out in the world differently. And I am uh, a different being. And therefore, I'm having a different experience in the world. And that's only going to elevate and grow and change. And it also makes me action oriented. It's not say an affirmation and hope that your life will change. Not that I feel that that was the intention of affirmations because the affirmations were to change you from the inside out, which is what we need to do. But when you say an affirmation and you own it with conviction and intention It shifts a lot of things inside of you, and it also shifts how you live your life, how you physically show up and how you take action. So the thing I was sharing with um, Next Level Living today was intention is everything. So I want you speaking out loud to your guides. This is what I teach them in Clare Audience. It's super important because when you're speaking out loud to your guides, you may fumble to find the specific question. So you may have to talk through things, Right. And talking them out loud helps you to get to the linear question, the important question. So if I'm sitting here talking to my guides, I'm I'm trying to think of something um, because I'm pretty clear on a lot of things. So say it was about moving. Um, And if I didn't know where I was going to go, even though I have pretty uh, 98% know where I'm going. Um, I don't know what I want to do, but then somebody else, somebody told me about this place and somebody told me about that place. What do you think I should do? I know I want to experience this. Oh, i know i want to live near water that's a question tell me what i need to know about living near water what kind of water why do i need to live near water spirit what do you want me to know about living near water it gets very clear it's very concise you fumble through and then you get to the clear answer clear question then the universe like oh dude hey hitting the universe hitting the buddy next to them the other buddy they're elbowing everybody i got it i know what Your guides are like high-fiving. They're like, woo, we got this, nudging each other. And then they start giving you the information. But here's the other thing that happens. Because you got clear in your intention, you spoke it out loud, you got to the sentence, the question that's a sentence, and you spoke that out loud, it's now you're in conviction with it. Your intention is there and it's in your consciousness. Because the information is always out there. You're not seeing it because you have blinders on with all the words and all the confusion. But when you get to the linear question, that all disperses and goes away. And then you're like, oh, it's right there. The universe has my answer right there. There it is. It's there all along. Now you can see it. And your guides can like say, woof, here it is. Point you in the direction. Go left. Oh, that's why we had you go left. Because it's right there. So it's really important that you do these tricks and techniques and tools, make them your own. You can sing it. I don't care if you sing it, you can write it as a poem, but speak it out loud. It's a big trick for a clear audience for opening up your clear hearing. The reason why it's a sentence is because I can't tell you how many times, and I just did um, a tele summit and I'm going to share this interview on the podcast. Cause it was a really good interview. It was with John Burgos. Who's a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine. He does uh, the beyond the ordinary show. I love John. And um, when we took Q&A, people want to get into the story. I don't need story because I tap into a lot of times when I do Q&A or if I'm doing readings, I'm going to start doing readings again, by the way. So look out for that on my website if you're interested. Um, when I do readings, I don't want you don't get to talk for the first 20 minutes at least. Because I don't need you to. I'm getting all my information, from my guides and I'm giving it to you. I don't need you messing that up with your stories. But when I'm on telesummits and I want to get to as many people as possible, we will let them ask a question. So when I say people, give me your question in two sentences or less, you should see their faces. Oh, huh? And then they're thinking, they're thinking, and then they get to it. And then I'm able to give them the solution pretty quickly. And they're thankful for that. They're like, oh, my goodness. Like, I can't believe you made me do that but that was good. It got me thinking. It got me clear, got me concise because you're all in your heads getting all confused and you're just not asking the right questions, even to your guides. So start talking out loud. I talk loud everywhere. I have learned, and I've shared this before, how to ask a question to my guides without moving my lips. I'm not moving my lips that much. How to ask a question to my guys without moving my lips. Hopefully you can hear that. It probably sounds really freaking creepy on the podcast, but in the video, I don't move my lips such. I talk to them all the time and they answer all the time. So I'm going to leave you with that. I gave you some really great t- tips and techniques. One was releasing the cords that are attached inside your body. The other one was um, getting into your throat chakra and really speaking your truth cupping it into your hands, speaking it out loud, seeing the words, and then deciding to be who you want to be and starting to declare that out into the world. Out loud. You don't have to go to your family who doesn't necessarily accept you for who you are and declare it to them. Declare it out to your guides and that'll shift you. Get into a light-minded community and say it out loud. All right. I'm going to leave you at that. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're interested in joinsass.com, go to joinsass.com. If you're interested in learning more about uh, Next Level Living, go to MarilynLoria.com forward slash next. As always, go to my website, MarilynLoria.com. Join my list. We do uh, Thursday emails, which are great. And I'm going to be writing more emails, uh, more blog posts. I have a blog now, um, but I don't. Yeah, you can check that out. And there's a lot of information out there. So have fun with it, enjoy it. And as always, it would really help me if you rate reviewed, um, on Apple podcasts, that would be amazing. And, uh, share it with your friends, share this podcast with your friends. Thank you. And, um, I guess we're still with the tagline, who can it be now? Let's open the door and see that goes with consciousness too, right? Think about that. Think about being behind a closed door. You ask a question, a one-sentence question, and you're like, who can it be now? And you open the door. (gasps) It's new consciousness and solution. See you next week. Bye.